You are listening to episode 20 of the InspireWire podcast. Welcome Welcome to to the InspireWire, a podcast podcast where where ideas are exchanged, exchanged, worlds are traveled, and life is experienced. This is the InspireWire with your host, Tom Murphy. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, today's episode, I'm joined by Matt Consigli, a hometown friend uh, from Northbridge, and we were able to talk about a lot of different stuff that he's interested in. Um, we got to talk about society, goals, influences, a lot of different things, um, and it was a lot of interesting conversation. So I think you guys will enjoy it, and it's something a lot of people, a lot of people can relate to. So let's head right to the interview. Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Tom. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a while since I saw you. Yeah, like always, it's people' lives getting in the way. Yeah, we live a couple miles away, and and we don't see each other. That's the way it is. Yeah. I guess that's how it's supposed to work, actually. We're not supposed to see each other until we're all rich and famous. <laughs> everyone wants us to. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like back in the day, though, you knew everybody in town. Like, And I think that was the same way with like our all of our parents and everybody related to the school system. It was like everybody knew each other, but... And then now they're graduated, so nobody cares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just yeah. like... We're in the age right now, like we're, I'm 24, are you 24 as well? 25. 25. Yeah, you're a year older than me, so like we're at the age right now where like no, people stop caring what's going on with us because it's like, all right, check marks, uh, graduated high school, uh, graduated college, um, don't care like right, you have right, a job right. good like and now with and now with social media and you have facebook and instagram it's people keep tabs on you through those so they feel less obligated to hit yeah. you back up when you're home for vacations like yeah Thanksgiving and christmas yeah it's like oh they got a notification that it's your birthday so they'll say all right have a birthday and then not talk to you exactly and it's awkward i try not to to be awkward i just kind of like to say what's on my mind when yeah. i think something's funny and i see it on instagram or facebook i'm 90 percent that i'm going to comment and I'd be like hey that's awesome you look like you're doing great like yeah and and it's tough for me honestly because like when i'm i'm looking at it and all the there's so much stuff going on it's like all right i could take my time out of my day to comment <laughs> on this or i could just like not right and, i don't know but well we gotta break that barrier tom we gotta we i know have to get out there this and we good. have to what we're doing right now this is good we're um you know i i've you know connected back with a few of uh my f- friends that i've known as well as met new people through this and it's been good, you know. The only difficult thing is, you know, having to continually talk to them uh and and text and and maintain that like now I I have a girlfriend and I and I have that text obligation and now I have like orchestrating, you know, guests and doing all that. So that's a lot of commitment. So I think that's another reason why people just don't want to, you know, 
they don't want to put more the time in. out of their day. Yeah, it's, it's not even more time out of your day necessarily. Yeah. It's what's a quick hey, what's up, man? I miss you. True, or, that is. Before I leave all my friends, um, I'm I'm pretty good. I always say I love you to my friends, and that's no yeah. no bullshit because I I generally enjoy you're my friend for a reason. Yeah, and um, I don't think that you should. Like I've met so many people just like you along my journey yeah. and about like my baseball career and uh, especially kids from Arizona when I played out there freshman year. I mean, yeah, yeah I keep tabs on them through Facebook and because it was freshman year, we might have not have that same bond. Um, was it seven years from then? Yeah. So uh, I still always hit a drop subtle, subtle comments to them on their, on their Instagram, yeah. Facebook, you name it, man. Cause I still like them. I mean, yeah, they're yeah, still yeah. my boys. If I ever came across them again, then yeah. we definitely have a beer. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing about, you know, baseball or sports that I think it has real value in and transcends just the sport is the connections you make and the friendships you have because a uh, team sport like baseball is so crucial to be connected um, and, you know, that teamwork aspect is really important and that stays with you you know when you have a a solid team like that you you know it it's always with you and you're always like when you look back you're like those are my guys and things like that exactly that's exactly how i felt in high school when we won the 2010 state championship yeah and it's what i realized through five years of college uh was that your friends in high school were actually your friends. Those are the first guys you met. Right. Those are the first guys you grew, went one, uh, first grade From to eighth since grade. Since day one, yeah. Exactly. You're, they're, they're exactly your, your day ones. Yeah. And uh, one, that all changes when you go to college, and it's a different, um, I guess it's a different challenge to get to know those guys and to play with them all four years and start another rapport. Like oh, the yeah, ones you had sure. in high school. Yeah, uh, I think uh, – Shout out to our assistant coach Jimmy Archibald. I think Archie. he uh, tweeted out pretty recently, actually, because it was like the six-year anniversary or seven-year. Yes, he's right. Seven it, years. Uh, seven years. Um, back in May or June, um, since the day we won the championship, and he he tweeted out uh, seven years to the day the these uh, the best baseball. Uh, team Northbridge ever produced won their championship or something like that and it was awesome because we got, got all the boys like retweeting or like commenting it was it was cool to to see that um, it's hard to compare though it's just like comparing MJ to LeBron no yeah yeah it, it's I don't know what's the other team it was 1999 that won yeah it was Ricky Azadorian and all that those yeah guys. so we got, shout out to him by we, the way it was his birthday and he just had a baby really yeah Shout out Ricky. Congrats. Um, but they we've only had two years, two championships. Yes, correct. Yeah, so we're either number one or number two and I'll and I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. So uh but yeah, so uh what you told me like since since we've you know last spoken. Yeah, since we've last spoken, you've talked about to me about all your, you know, you know your journey through your baseball career and how that's been a real influence in you know what you want to do what you've been doing and just your values all that kind of stuff um why don't you got, tell me a little bit about that and and how how your baseball career kind of transformed and stuff like that sure um so through 
I have to start with Coach Demasian. Um, one of the most, uh, I guess, I, my I, iconic human beings that I mean I've ever been able to learn from. Um, he was honestly like Socrates to me. You know, he was he was that right touch of strictness, but that perfect touch of, hey son, this is what you need to do. And I mean, I'm looking out at, after you after outside the baseball field, and um, the things that Coach D and you as well were able to accomplish in high school even in football and yeah football oh yeah football and baseball but um he was um a staple in my life just because he's taught me hard work work and grit and that um he's not in the best health but he was able to i guess um make sure he got to the field every day and just kind of instilled that discipline in me he he would not be afraid to have a laugh or two with you you know, but yeah, he was yeah. also serious. And, he's always happy to see any of us, you know. Right. So. And when you were on the field, he just expected you to work. And his favorite his favorite um, line was, you're a knucklehead. Eh, hey, you're a knucklehead. But <laughs> well, we had some pretty fun times in high school. Eh, hey, we can't hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just practice was fun because every day was a competition. Um, I especially remember Greg O'Donnell, Evan McIntosh, classics no yeah that was um it was a good time um so after that you went to st joe's and then assumption and then assumption and then where i finished my career out at becker college nice i kind of what kind of was a college war yeah just hopping around i I don't use that term lightly (laughs) (laughs) that's interesting and and you went you started as an infielder went to outfielder Yes, yeah. At St. Joe's, uh, I was I was recruited as an infielder, second baseman, shortstop, where I played when I was there. But the competition level, once you got to college, I didn't really grasp it right away. Like I thought I was just going to walk in and it would be a breeze. Uh, but it wasn't. It was actually I was, I, I was nervous. I was a, that nervous freshman who wanted to do something but felt like the coach was against him. And... Uh, I ended up making stupid mistakes when I was out there, which forced me to go to Assumption. I mean, I won't get into why I left. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was just a learning yeah, experience. Yeah, exactly. It was a stepping stone, and I would never make that same mistake twice. Yeah. There you go. So, and uh, throughout college, uh, how was that? You know, experience. I'm sure, like, trans transferring multiple times, and then having to establish yourself within a baseball environment is is very difficult because you know you're that's like a brotherhood each team is a family and you, and you have to you know somehow make that transition and uh I'm sure that was definitely a, a beneficial experience for you yeah beneficial by far but it was also challenging at the same yeah. time like you said there were brotherhoods and there's already bonds being made and memories are been made um but when it came to playing baseball and when it came to everyone was there for the same reason, it made it easier. Like if you were good, you were kind of accepted. Yeah. But at the same time, and I'll get this, get to this later on in the podcast when we keep talking, is just don't be a dick. You yeah. Know? Don't show up and think that you're the man. Like, sh- like actually like get to know the guys because you're going to spend a whole whole year with them. And that was my biggest thing. I was like never a dick. I would come in and – uh, like I was, I felt like I was a team leader right off every team because guys responded to me. I made 
lifelong friends like we were saying earlier i think another reason why like it's easy for you to you know make that transition is like you've always had been like kind of charismatic in a sense that you are you have a good sense of humor you know you make people laugh (laughs) i like to it's i think it it makes life easier like more fun yeah, it's better than being uptight for sure. Yeah, so like, and that's what I don't, I don't really get along with those uptight guys. And yeah. I mean, I could try to be nice to them all they want, but they're gonna hold a grudge no matter what. Yeah. So I don't really try to waste my energy on those guys. I like to try to break the ice with them, introduce myself, and if they don't like me, great. I yeah. Got mind. You break the ice by being funny and, and charismatic, and then at the same once time, you're not a, being a dick. Don't and, don't yeah, be a dick to them. Right. And then once you're accepted. Then the, the people who are uptight are, are going to be like, oh yeah, he's all right. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. So it's, I mean, you can't you can't go around this world trying to please everybody, Tom. I'm telling you, it's yeah. it's not. You're <laughs> only going to be hurt in the in the long run. Yeah, yeah. I think if you if you uh, try to please everybody, you're not gonna. It's not gonna happen. I mean, not everyone's gonna respond well to you. Right. You just gotta stick with the people that are close to you and the people that you care about, and that's me i'm that guy to drop a text and be like hey how you doing man miss yeah. you like i would i talked to one of my one of my best friends at sancho was actually today it was a it was a like little petty comment on uh facebook and i posted I, in 2011 that I, when i was home on christmas break i'm like oh my god i miss you and then she commented on today she's like oh my god i miss you too oh it was like that long ago yeah it was it was like 2011 so i looked at it today <laughs> and i'm like i'll always be missing you jenna yeah yeah that's funny that's cool yeah, I mean, that's that's always a good way to look about it because and it makes you smile, not even that. Like it, yeah, like yeah. you look it was a good time and like it's like wow, we're we're idiots. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I'm always down to, you know, like laugh at, you know, our former selves because I've always, you know, like you have those memories where you look back and you think about what you said or what you did and it was just like I was such an idiot. Yeah, what was exactly. I thinking? Exactly. I've had so many of that those was, moments. That was a stupid thing to like, or, you know, just like not even something that you did that was like bad at all, but something that was just like, that was really yeah. dumb mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But there's a lot of fond memories and yeah. a lot of good times that you can laugh on. That I'll still be able to laugh on. And that's the, like the part of like growing up is never, never, I mean, stop remembering unless you're like 80 and you have like Alzheimer's. And that it's interesting you say growing up because like it's to me like there's a fine, there's a fine line. Like you want to grow up because you want to be like mentally, you want, you don't want to be a dick. Like you said, you want to be mature, mature. Yeah. Like that's important. I think that's the word that comes to mind when I, uh, when people say grow up because I feel it's such a race to grow up. And yeah, then when you're, people, by the time you're 54, it's like, damn, it's such a race to slow down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, everybody is just like, all right, can't wait till this happens. Can't wait till that happens. <laughs> but it's, it's hard, you know, um, because, you know, a lot of people, this is like the small period of time where we're like, okay, we're, we're content with where we are as far as age wise, but we're still like, oh, I want to get to the point where I have this that or the other thing and it's like why though yeah that com- that yeah it feels to me that comes with time yeah and um the way actually it was funny i used to, i worked a little bit in construction okay in college just to pay some college bills and yeah, yeah. To pay for rent and i remember one day i worked with this this kid named anthony and 
I had a tape measure and I let it go for like a hundred feet. Yeah. Representing a hundred years of our lives. Right. Or, <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? And seeing where you actually stood, the age where you actually stood. So if you were 19 inches, you had 19 inches to a hundred years left to live. Yeah. And, it was not pretty really, far. Yeah. Well, it was pretty no, short to the No, beginning. that's what I mean. That's what I mean. You had a lot more to exactly. left. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think we try to rush things a little too much and not enjoy what's in front of us. Yeah. Because you work for today. You work today, but you live for tomorrow. Right. You take day by day that your life kind of extends. Yeah. And, you know, when you're thinking about it, like, you've taken, like, every your entire life you make decisions to create your own reality at one point in time. Mm -hmm. And so you're continuing to make those decisions when you're at your present state, you, you think, okay, I've made these decisions in the past. So I, I should keep going in this path, but you don't stop to say, all right, I've made these decisions. Um, there are a bunch of paths. There's a, like a million different paths I could take starting at this point. Sure. But because I made all these other decisions, I need to, I, I tell myself that, oh, I need to reinforce those other decisions I made by continuing on the path. When what you really should do is like assess the situation now. What do I really want to do? Or re what what is the path that makes the right sense for me now sure and you know it, it becomes a lot more clear because people want when they make a decision or when they think something or when they have a belief or whatever they want to say okay um all those things that i did or or i believed in that that makes sense so i need to keep doing this or that mm -hmm. to reinforce right that. and they want uh satisfaction yeah exactly in that present day um I think that's, I think, like, for example, I I went to college, um, got in a, a degree in environmental policy. So now I'm in a job doing environmental science. Uh, do I have to keep doing this job because of my college education? Uh, no. And just because I got that degree doesn't mean that that needs to be my career. And I shouldn't feel like if I t do something else that that's like a waste of time. I still learned a lot. Exactly. You know? you, and you, those are now experiences. Right. And um, especially for me, playing, being able to play professional baseball, being paid to play baseball, has, like, has its uh, rewards, but it also has its times where it's like, what do I do now? Because right. that's the position that I fell into when I came back. Yeah. You know, I went to school to, for criminal justice. Right. And the way cops are perceived now are, I mean, you can let everyone yeah. know they're not everyone's ideal job now. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like, there's so much stigma around around cops in the law enforcement system. Yeah, they have to be on edge at all times. Yeah, I mean, the the thing about that that I think is interesting is that literally cops what their job is to do is to enforce the law yeah and but they're also public servants right right so the issue with that is the law is not serving the public and so the 
issue that the public has really is not with the police, but with the law that the police are enforcing. And it, and it becomes a battle between the public and the police instead of a battle between the public and the law. And it's very difficult to change the law. So that's why the frustration is it comes out yeah, on, on the police. police. I agree. And I, there are some instances where, you know, um, there's, you know, mistreatment, obviously. Exactly. And now what these cops are doing with body cams, I actually saw on Facebook of a cop wearing a body cam shooting an innocent dog. Yeah. Like, I'm a dog person, so yeah. if you shoot a dog, I now do not like you. Like, Or you <laughs> hurt a dog, I do not like you. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the thing is, is that police officers are are just like any other human. There are going to be scumbags in every profession. You look across the board. There's going to be people who are mean, who are disrespectful, all that, regardless of the job title. Now, it's difficult for someone hiring a police officer to say, all right, we need you to be the like cream of the crop as far as uh, a social citizen. But the way they're 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 teaching. I'm I've never been to the academy, so yeah. I'm kind of speaking out of my ass. But okay. the way they're they're the way they're teaching these police officers is, or I guess in college they want to teach community policing, which is like you're friendly to everybody in the community. Yeah. But they're not because they're on edge and they feel that they need to be a dick to get their point across. But I feel the more responsive cops are the ones who are easygoing. The ones who are approachable. Yeah. The ones who don't have a bald head and a frown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the stereotypical. Like, rawr, rawr. Yeah. Like you need me walking up to you with the flow and the smile and the charm <laughs> to make the world sunny. I know. Yeah. And it, that goes to my thing. Don't be a dick. Yeah. I mean, it always, there's, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of cops with like sticks up their ass because, you know, they, they, they had some experiences in their life that they, they didn't like, and now they're seek, seeking a position of power. Granted, they could have trauma during the job. True. Psychological. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that could That's play a that serious could, issue. Yeah, they could, that could play a part. And so I don't want to uh, belittle cops and police no, officers no, no. because they are there for a reason. And uh, I appreciate everything that you do. And yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh that's interesting so you decided that like the the way that you know it it's it's a definitely a difficult job and an unglorified job right. and so and then yeah and then back to what we were saying yeah. originally is uh when i came back from playing garden city baseball i was like now what i mean i never really had this conversation with myself so it made this decision 10 times more difficult to make you, you know what's crazy is that I, I'm the same way, and uh, in college, when you're playing a sport, it seems like between um, academics, athletics, and then having a social life, you have no time to really say, all right, let me take a sec and say, what am I really wanting to do? Yeah, like you're not jotting down all through college what I love doing. Yeah. Like I could wrote down in college on my notebooks when I was daydreaming, I love food, but I wasn't <laughs> going to be a chef. Yeah, exactly. So I'm guessing that when you were at the Garden City Wind, uh, that was out of Kansas, right? Yes. Okay. And uh, you had at least a little bit more time to yourself, and you were able to say, all right, 
I got some time. I can think about more things. Right, like know. on a broader, uh, yeah, as, like a broader scale. Yeah, you had more free time in, in the sense that you were removed from the social life that you had back no at, back back home or back at college, yeah. because there were like at college or at home, every there's a lot of things going on. Yeah. So you could easily fill your time with hanging out with someone or doing all that stuff. So, and that's the same thing I had when I traveled as well. It was it was like, all right, I have some time to myself. Maybe I'll think, you know. That's all you could do, especially when you're on the Great Plains, traveling yeah. across Canada, just seeing cornfield after cornfield. Yeah. You just start to wonder. You start to think about actually yeah. all different kind of things, like yeah. life, aliens, yeah. nuclear bombs, just like silos. Why? Why, you know? why is the why is the world like this? Right. Just yeah. like, <laughs> why? Why do I drive on the right side of the road? And just like, just weird stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and um, and you're traveling with with other guys, and you know they bring up conversation and yeah. really makes you think, and then you do all types of things on the road. Yeah. No. You know, yeah. You start a bond with those guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, like, and I wish you know we had. I I talked in an, a previous podcast, just a single one, just me talking about how beneficial a gap year can be, whether it's in between college and high school or just after college, how beneficial that can be. Because when you're at college, you're you're subject to a lot of different top uh, topics and people influencing you, saying, "All right, this is the, you need this job, you need to do this, that, or the other, you need to live in this city." All those factors apply. And when you're by yourself, you really drown out all the influences that are coming in. You'd be like, all right. Sure. Yeah. Well, this is what I really would like to do. And, you know, there are so many barriers to so many different um, things in your head. But when you really just, all right, maybe I'll just try this out, try that. But Yeah, getting so. your feet wet isn't a bad a bad thing. And right now, I work for a landscape architect company called Ablative Grass. Okay. It's out of Sudbury, Massachusetts. Yep. And uh, primarily, we do everything. We do maintenance. Uh, we do projects. We do the build part. Um, we do estimating. We do snow removal. It's just like a basic landscape company, but with six-figure clients. You know what I mean? Like gotcha. Making sure their lawn looks pristine like it, yeah like it came out of i don't know alice in wonderland you know what i mean the grass is like fenway yeah exactly but um no it's and i feel that i mean i definitely didn't go to school for this yeah and this job was handed to me yeah um, i had connections office, yeah exactly connections yeah. with the people who you know and yeah um uh, it's something that i don't necessarily necessarily love yeah but it's something that i could put on my resume it's something that I can learn from. Right. When I have a house, I know how to do all these kinds of things. Yeah, that's that's one thing. Is like, people are like, "Oh, you need to be specialized. You need to have five years of experience. Yeah, you need to have a master's. You have all that kind of stuff." When really nowadays, you need to any opportunity that makes that diversifies your experience it brings value. Yeah, we could talk about that next because that's a whole yeah. other segment yeah. on just what people think. Right. And what people think you should do. And yeah. That's the worst. No, it is. It is. Just like you you know someone's pushing you to do something and you're just like, why? It's I don't not what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, yeah, you might be older and I'm yeah. just kind of like. 
Yeah, like there are a lot of influencers and just like think about how hard it is for you to tell yourself to do something and tell yourself, all right, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week or I'm going to, you know, do do something and change your lifestyle, change the way you've lived your whole life. That's hard. Yeah, it's not easy. So trying to convince somebody else <laughs> are you kidding yeah it's gonna be so much easier you should do this because it makes six figures and you're not gonna be happy <laughs> like if i can't t if i can't tell myself to do something how am i gonna expect someone else to do it you know like that that just boggles my mind and like and it's and it's tough and uh but people try so hard for some reason people are so consumed with other people's lives and but like are they though like when you think about it like unless it's your parents because your parents when they want you to do something they're living vicariously through you and they want you to do this because that'll bring them some sort of satisfaction but other than that it's like why do you care what this guy is doing or, or anything like that you know you know everyone has an opinion and they're yeah. gonna they're gonna i i personally feel and i think i've i started to write a little bit like i write down my thoughts like yeah. everything that i i've learned i write down in my i have a journal and yeah every lesson i've learned through baseball i write it down so i could pass it on to the next kid right so i mean i've been writing and uh i i wrote down actually um a couple nights ago that um someone came across me today and it seemed like they wanted me to fail yeah and I was taken back by it, so I wrote it down because it had an impact on how I was feeling that day. Yeah. And I was talking to this gentleman, and it wasn't the person who said that. And I was just kind of like talking to him for, I don't know, kind of like assurance. Like, why did he just say that to me? Like, that sounded kind of degrading. Yeah. And he just was like, that's how some people are, Matt. I mean, this guy, he, he might not be happy, and he doesn't want you to be successful because yeah. he's not successful. Right yeah, now. it's like you feel better when you put someone else down exactly that's how it works don't be a dick yeah don't be a dick yeah i mean i mean that's like it makes sense like the everybody wants self-esteem and some people need to go to extreme lengths to get that uh because they're not like they don't accept themselves so they need to push others down to you know make themselves feel better and right you know it's tough but you are going to come across those types of people. Yeah. And the best way is just to keep moving forward and live your own life the way you've been living it because you're the only one who makes the right decision because you're the only one feeling those decisions when you're making them. Right. Yeah, you got to you gotta have thick skin and be like, this is me. I'm aware of myself and I'm not going to be like it's sometimes an influence is good if if that's yeah, consistent. Yeah, push in the butt. Yeah, exactly. You need that. But, you know, sometimes it's like, no, I know that this person is trying to push me some way and I don't want to. Exactly. But, yeah, so... Uh, and, like, yeah, the, and sorry, real fast. Yeah, it's yeah. like the more you know, the more marketable you are. Right. To, to everybody. Yeah, that's and what that's, we that goes about. With, that goes with everything. Like, I was construction. Now I'm a landscape architect. Just making me more marketable for the future. Yeah. Like, so don't any, worry about what you're doing now. Yeah, any skill that you have, like, that can be used and to sell yourself. And like I, I did construction for like two months in Boston. I like I did caddying, like just random different things. Like 
and you pick up different things right. and you learn different things that you didn't know before and that's right. i think that's I think that's why learning so we fun both for did me. landscaping. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We did that a few times for a yeah. short short stint. Yeah, uh, landscape architecture has taught me a lot, and I'm yeah. happy that I made that decision. But uh, I know a lot of people are not are not fortunate enough to have student loan free. Like, oh yeah, like, debt. Yeah, like debt. It it it's a real thing, and I mean, there's ways out of it. Like I have a good amount in loans, but Student loan debt is is such a like college, college, uh, all that like the the debt that people it's such a scam. Like yeah, it's not guaranteed. College education. It's just like my future plans is I wanted. I've been in construction. I got my toes wet in construction, and I feel um, I could make it a career if I wanted to. But just being smart about it and. Uh, yeah. I, I did the grunt work and I did um, I worked my way up but um, going to get a project management degree which would be masters. something I would yeah masters uh, would be something I'm interested in it's just I would rather do it the hard nose way and not have to take loans out more loans on top of my other loans yeah so it's it's, it's crazy honestly the the inflation of college tuition is an astronomical amount it just keeps getting higher and higher when when i was in school it started at like when i first got in it was around like 60 or 62,000 now like my same college admission right now is like up to 70 like it just it just flies it's unbelievable it's nuts and um and we it's like a, we're like put through this system where like everybody's telling us to go to college and everything, but now the value of the college degree is is not as high as it was, and the debt keeps keeps getting higher yeah, and higher. Exactly. So it's like when you think about it, is it worth it? It's I don't know. I I I, I think honestly think it looking back now, and I never played baseball. This is just if I didn't, I'd get trade. You get what? I'd get a trade, like oh. carpentry. Yeah. Like, uh, Nobody plumber. can take away that skill. Exactly. And there's always going to be a need for it. There's always yeah. going to be houses being built. There's going to be toilets in those houses. Probably eight of them. So you'll probably be hooking all eight of those toilets up. Yeah. <laughs> and now, that, <laughs> yeah, just hooking them toilets up. But there, there's, like a, there's like a stigma kind of against people who don't have a college education. Yeah, what can you honestly? There's not many things to offer. Yeah, it's like because there's someone always more. I guess not privilege. Privilege is not the word I'm using, because one person had money and the other didn't. I'm saying there's just someone who is better qualified. Yeah, someone who knows more than you already in that point. Yeah, that's why they get hired over someone with a high school diploma. But I would have to say, if you use your brain, you can do anything. Right. And I think the only thing I'll say to that is that I, when I traveled um, across the U.S. doing volunteering um, on farms for like, there was a deal where you volunteer your time and they uh, on a farm or on a on a at a homestead and they give you a place to stay and food to eat. This one place I went in Minnesota was a like a log cabin in the woods up 
way up north where all the lakes are and stuff. And they sure were, it was beautiful. Oh yeah, big time. It was crazy though because they had no running water, no electricity, um, you know, no service. It was crazy. They they had an outhouse, you know. That's was, pretty. That's pretty. It deep. was intense. Yeah, it's deep. Um, in the woods. I was helping them build an extension on their log cabin. It was pretty dope. But so what happened was he told me uh, that it's a family, and the father was telling me about how he graduated high school and has been living out here with his wife and a few kids for a long time now and he applied to be a high school teacher or some kind of teacher and to teach science and biology and environment environmental science and things like that because his knowledge on just like the natural world was unbelievable I learned so much about you know um, survival about you know construction uh you know sure, plants sure, yeah. animals all that kind of stuff yeah he was overqualified for this job and they didn't give it to him because he didn't he didn't have a college degree they they were they thought he had one prior too when they went through the application process but That's and they were like shame. okay just um send us your a copy of your college transcript and he was like I didn't get a degree. They're like, oh, we're not going to be able to give you the job. And I was just like. Just because of that? Yeah. Literally. See, that makes me mad. Because he's overqualified for the job. He was probably the best equipped out of all the applicants, but he didn't sure, get it. Sure, sure. Yeah. And you can't honestly learn everything in a book. Yeah. A book's not going to have common sense. Yeah. It's true. There's a lot of different things that, you know, that it's kind of messed up, but it's just. Uh, you know, it's interesting. That's and it's, it brings up another great point is America and society going with the flow of things. Like I know if you go to Bryant and you're good at numbers and you want to get something into finances, then good for it. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. But if you're a smart enough kid to go to Bryant College just because you know the money's in finances, just to be okay, yeah, and not be happy. Is something that I'm not for, and I'm not. I don't dig that. I'm. I'm more of. I'm, I kind of go against society in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I go with it. I follow the laws. I don't yeah, break yeah. the law. But I know exactly what you mean. I'm totally on board. Keep going. And it's. Uh, I'm doing things that I'm not necessarily You're doing. You. Yeah. Exactly. And and and. And it doesn't the, always align with society. Exactly. And it's when you have a conversation, it makes it more interesting. Like yeah. how awesome is it that I go to you? You're in you're in the environment. Not many people are in the environment that I know, but yeah. and I'm oh I'm landscape design. Like those are yeah. two unique trades yeah. as of now. Like I I yeah. I feel, and so yeah. like stuff like that is kind of cool. And I, if you go like if you veer off to a different path, like you're my person. I like you yeah. even more because you did that and you're brave. Yeah, you know, it seems like what like society wants us to do is just go to school get a ton of debt have to pay off that debt so we like find a job where we can make a lot of money and then they want us to spend all that money and never be happy and that way we're going to keep going more and more money and keep spending and spending it and really 
what do we need? What do we need? Um, like, we don't need things. Like, when we get more money, we need better things. And we get, you know, it's just like... <laughs> but it, what are you going to do with those things yeah. when you can't use those things? What do you mean? Like, when you're, when you're 80 years old and you have a... Oh. You're rich and you have a Porsche. Yeah. You can't take that shit with the grave. Like, no, yeah. you're not going to bury it next to you. I mean, you might have enough money to build a hole for it and put it in next to you, but... I mean, I need to interview some really honest old guys who are on the way out and be like, yo, so (laughs) how was it worth it? And they're probably like, you know what? To be honest, I don't know why the hell I did this job for like 40, 50 years. And now I have this car that doesn't matter that I have this car because I'm old as shit. And like, see my, my world would, if I had a utopia, because I remembered an assignment that my 8th grade teacher, L.A. teacher, uh, Mr. Bennett, had us do. And it was just like, mate, create a utopia. And right now, thinking back on that question, I would have, I would eradicate money. Okay. If we could live without something, I think it would be money. Yeah. Because money gives you power. Money divides. Yeah. Uh, and it, it separates people, like you're saying, divides. And it make it desensitizes everybody. It's like I don't care about you, and I have money. You don't need it. Yeah, it's just like I'm not gonna hire you. All that kind of stuff, and it's it's like a cancer. You know, it, it like consumes everything. All right, so peep this. So I work hard for my money. Right. And then I I make forty. I go forty plus hours a week. Right. I make a good amount of money. Yeah. But an X amount of that money has to go to my debt that I went to college and then all that money that I, I worked in blood, sweat, and tears for yeah. is going to the bank who already has money. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have the most money in the world. Yeah. The bank. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I'm there giving it back to them. And when they fuck up, the and the, the taxpayers bail them out. Yeah, exactly. So, And you got taxes. Yeah, you, you just, got taxes. <laughs> you got taxes, you got debt, <laughs> and then you got to find some space in there. You know, but we're probably talking about things that you guys already know. Yeah. It's like, it's it, it's not, it's... No, but it's important to get it out because, like, when you're thinking this, like, I have these thoughts and everything, but when you hear them and you keep, like, reminding yourself, it's like... Right, and you're not t- alone. It takes a lot. Yeah, exactly. And it takes a long time. For you to be like, all right, society keeps pounding this in my head. I need to, I need to reverse this and do and not conform to that. But it takes a lot. Yeah, don't conform to it. But yet, it's when someone tells you no, aka society tells you no, you just say screw them and you do it. Yeah, it's just like anything. Like doubters hate the doubters. Well, hate society and overcome. What's the obstacle in front of you? Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely a struggle. I mean, like, I've, try, um, I, I've tried to do that. And, you know, trying to remove money from the equation is very difficult, obviously. Um, there are ways that you can, you know, try to minimize everything that you need and then focus on what you really want and put put the resources you do have towards those things. Yeah. 
and there's a lot there's always going to be things out there that that you're going to be like yeah i want that but like then you have to think do i need it and is it is it contributing towards the end goal or something like that right and if you really want to blow your mind you'll think what if everything was free Every place in the world would be crowded. You wouldn't have a lake house. I love lakes. <laughs> I love boats. Uh, potentially one of my goals is to have a uh, German Shepherd and a Bernese Mountain Dog with a lake house, lakeside yeah. property with a boat. That's ideal for me. That's my. Sounds, that's way my lake living, baby. Lake sounds, living. Sounds good to me. That's the, that's, that's the goal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I've all like having um a place near a body of water is is like it's weird how awesome it is. It's like you may not even go in that water that much once, yeah, because it's freezing cold and you're <laughs> but it's on just like ocean. it's nice. I don't know. It's yeah, it's, it's it's uh serenity. It's, I definitely want to be in a place where I'm not like crowded, like with a lot of people around me. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just... But money does give that to you. So, yeah. I mean, there definitely are. I mean, I'm not... I love money. Like, money rules the world. Yeah. But but think about this. The place I volunteered at. They were in Minnesota. They did buy this land. They bought it from the government. It's federal. It was federal land. And there was a one-time purchase. And now they're away from people. And they really don't go into town much like they have their own food they have their you know right they eat frogs on a stick every night <laughs> frog legs. no dude they make their own all their plants um uh, yeah definitely all their I vegetables fruits they make their own maple sugar they like they do get some like nothing's staples. like aunt jemima i know aunt jemima sugar dude that maple sugar was like crack dude it was ah. it was crazy but um see Tom over here is like I need more pancakes. <laughs> no. <laughs> um but uh yeah, I mean there 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 are so many different, you know, possibilities to like your your the best way you can make an impact is in your spending habits. Like if you want if you want uh something to change, you just don't support that. You know. I agree with you. I definitely If agree everybody with you. If everybody didn't like, you know, chocolate chips, then they'd go out of business when nobody bought them. That's the way it works. Yeah. So you're going to continue to do this uh, landscape uh, design. Architecture, yeah. Uh, What is the – you're not really sure what you want, like you said. Same here. Yeah, I just know know the end goal. I know where I'm going to end up. Right. I just don't know where, how I'm going to get there. And that's something I'm still figuring out. Um, like I said, I have, a, I have a tape measure out in front of me. Wait, the end goal, is that the lake house? That's the lake house. Okay. Lake yeah, house, got you. you know what I mean? That's the end goal. That's where I'm going to be. Yeah. But how I get to point A to point B, Yeah. so be it, whatever it is. And I'm, I'm, if I go through seven jobs before I find the right one, I eventually did. You know yeah. I mean, like I like so many things and I'm a smart guy yeah. and I feel like I could do so many things. Um, but it's, I think it also comes down to money and what I want to actually pursue. Like, um, 
I feel I could be an exceptional lawyer. I make great points. I can talk. Yeah. But law school is <laughs> two years. So and I want to do law school and read a bunch of books and, and just like. I like, like the thought of being a lawyer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can debate all you want, but when it comes down to it, you don't want to be miserable and, and have to like lie for a living. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or like construe arguments just so you make money. Right. But at the same time, you have to think in the back of your mind, I'm in debt, so I can't. Ends to a mean. like Exactly. I mean, yeah. So I have to, I want to get out, I want to climb out of that as quickly as possible before I move forward with my life. I'm 25. I'm I'm really young. Um, like I have goals. Like I want to be married by 30 or at 30. Have kids, I think, at when I'm 30 or so. I want to get married before right. 30. So I also want to travel, but when you have kids, it makes it kind of tough. So I mean, I'm starting to get into crunch Damn. time. Yeah, I'm starting to get crunch it's time here, especially crunch time's up coming up. Yeah, signal. <laughs> you guys are all invited. The clock, to this. the clock is ticking. Yes. So um, I've been dating my girlfriend for three years. So I mean, yeah. it's been in conversation more than yeah, once. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with talking about it. Oh, not at all. It's just putting a ring on it and being able to afford that ring. Yeah. Yeah, you know the weddings aren't cheap either. Exactly. So, and guess what? Get a financial planner. Plan your future. <laughs> guess what? Be smart. Ki- guess what? Kids are the most expensive one. Right. And all right, these are these are the most important decisions you make in your life, I think. And in no order, um, you know what you do. That's number one. I don't know if it's in order, but number two, who you spend the, your whole life with. Number three, um, are you going to have kids? Those three. Because you're, what you do, you're spending almost like a huge, the largest chunk of your life doing that task. Ideally, you're not doing the same thing. One third of your life yeah. doing work. Yeah. So that's important. That's really important. The second one, who are you going to be with? That's pretty important. Like, very, very important. And don't feel like you have to be with somebody. That's true. If you don't want to be, if you're not happy, if you're happy being by yourself. Like, sometimes, I mean, I wish every boyfriend or girlfriend is like, dang, I wish I had a whole week to myself. But at the same time, if you're with somebody, you're like, all right, I'd rather be with a week with somebody. That's the way humans are. I mean... Some of us really like to be alone more than others, but I think there's this this um, thing at the core of humans that like need that social bond, and um, you know it's it's different degrees for everyone, and and maybe in your relationship you're the one who needs to take a step back at least mentally and say, all right, I need some time to think for myself and and have some space, but that doesn't mean you know. You're not as committed or anything, but in general, people lo- like to be with each other, you know? Um, so that's, you know, whether that's marriage or it's not, mm-hmm. it's it's a part of who we are yeah, as like it, It's no race. You do it whenever you're ready. Exactly. And it's getting more and more, like, things are changing, you know? Like, when you get married or when, you know you do all of these things that have kind of been like socially structured or changing, you know, it's like whenever you do whatever, like, so that that's number two. And then number three is have, uh, having kids. It's such a, that's 
that might be the most important decision that anybody makes, in my opinion. But also impulsive. What about it? Having kids. It's impulsive? It's impulsive. Uh, it's really, it's not impulsive. It's just, uh, oh, we just had a kid. Whoops. <laughs> what do you But what do you, you think you're thinking about that before having a kid. I mean, I'm not going to go on the science behind it. Yeah. On how babies are made. But it's either you have that predeceived notion that you want. I'm kids, glad you're not going to go into the science of how babies are made. Yeah, like <laughs> we get it's it. It's just not my style. It's not, yeah. I don't know. I'm not very into that. Um, yeah. So you're saying it's impulsive in the fact that you know it's risky. Exactly. It is definitely yeah. risky. And I mean, yeah, I just don't see in my like. I'm gonna. I'm going to go and wait until and make sure that that's why I'm saying it's the most important thing in my like in my opinion it's the most important decision. You know why? When you have kids, what happens to you? You're done. It's your kids. It's no longer you. Well, it's your time to be a man and teach them what you've known, what you've experienced. You're the teacher at that point. Yeah, true. And so if I'm not ready to teach a kid, I'm not going to have a kid. And you know, no, no, that that's true. Like, you know, people could make that decision and, you know, when you're very young, you're not ready. Like, I'm not ready. Nobody, like anybody back in the day in the 30s, 40s, 50s, people were having kids so early. It was nuts. And they're like, went from high school to being a mother or high school to being a father. And I was like, you don't know shit. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no uh, rape age though. What? There's no age that was like, oh, you have to be 18. They're like, oh, you're 13. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it was. It was the wild, wild west back then. But, um, yeah, I mean, when you're thinking about having kids, it's like, that's, like, I I know that you have to be a teacher and you have to be a man and step up and things like that. But can can you be, like, selfish for a little bit and just be like, all right, when I have a kid, what's going to happen? Um, I'm going to have to stay in the same place for 18 years because this person needs to have a good childhood and not be moving around all the time and have friends and all that, those social things, have a good environment. Um, I need to have a job where I'm in the same place. I need to be able to afford their clothing, food, any social or or entertainment they need i need to pay if you're if you want to you don't have to obviously but like i need to save some money so that this person can get a great education like yes. all these things like i don't know but it just seems to me but to when, answer your question yes it's okay to be selfish yeah but with my parents, I never, I only know what my parent. I saw my parents and talked to my parents about. Like, I'm, I've, I've had conversations with my mom and dad about how they raised us. And, I mean, it intrigues me because I'm one day going to be a father. Yeah. And one day they will not be here to help me raise right. my kids. Yeah. So, I'm trying to g- gather all that information now. And, um, 
to answer a little bit of what you were saying into just a rebuttal is I only know what my parents have and how they, they raised me. I knew they raised me to be a good human. Right. And not to be a dick. Yeah. And that's the way I live. And I mean, I think they've done a good job. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing, you know, that's, that makes sense. You know, you, you want your parents to do a great job. All I'm saying is that it's a, important decision to make and people just assume that this is going to happen yeah when you marry someone it's like yeah so when are we having kids what so it's the next question are we going to talk about this (laughs) yeah right (laughs) it's just like hold hold on hold hold, hopefully you have talking about it before you got married because right if you don't want to have babies with that woman that that some people for some people that's a deal breaker right if they don't know that yeah yeah so i mean people do obviously i guess i was not looking at it's it in the right sense. It's kind of like a taboo subject. Not really, but like nobody really says, all right, it's so ingrained in our society that you're going to go, you're going to have two kids now. And that, and you're a family, you have two kids, something like that. And it's just like, it's, it's weird to me. And like, this is the thing though. I know deep down, like, there's a lot of benefit that you get out of having kids. Like they're literally the combination of the person you love and you, and they're walking around and talking. Yeah. And they love you. Exactly. It's crazy. They depend on you. All that. That's, uh, I think that's pretty spectacular. That's a huge sense of fulfillment that you get. Yeah. I would, I personally would clone probably a thousand thousand babies of my girlfriend because she's absolutely perfect <laughs> uh, just have a whole country of of your girlfriend yeah that would be nuts though you but wouldn't, only you wouldn't be me. able to take care of them yeah, obviously but but uh i just uh it's just crazy I, i'm still not i'm still not sure and and it's just like but i'm just i'm what i'm doing right now is like Putting it off. Just, you know, worry about that. When That's it fine, man. It. You're 24. Yeah. You're fine. You still got a couple, a few more years until you have to really start thinking about it. See, I'm 25. I'm not in the red yet. I'm in like the orange yellow. See, the other issue there is when you have kids, you've gotten the number two down. You've found the person you want to be with, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And then you decide to have kids. You should have gotten number one down first. I think finding, I think, again, yeah, I think finding finding what you want to do is probably a prerequisite to having kids. Because yeah, because if not, you're you just don't have, adding stress, and you don't have time to be like, oh, what do I want to do? Oh no, I have to worry about paying the bill, paying the rent, raising my kids. Yeah, and so many things go into it because you don't know. It's if you if you haven't found a job that you like, one hopefully it's you have job security. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cuz now you have a family you have to worry about. Yeah. And so there's so many added stresses to not finding a job that you actually love and actually threatening you maybe quitting or resigning from a position because you don't like it and now you have to start something totally different and now you're 45. Yeah. So I mean if I mean if you find out early rather than later, then awesome, but I mean, if you're like me and uh, you're not exactly sure what you want to do, it'll come to you. You just have to keep doing what you're doing. 
Yeah, and don't Never stop looking. Don't be afraid to do something crazy or some like a lot of people they look at different jobs or different hobbies, whatever, what what have you, and be like, "Yeah, what? That's that's not me." Well, who are you? Like, you can define yourself however you want. Right, like, right. you can change at any time. Right. Everybody's changing. What I was in high school, what I was in college, those are two different things. And those two different things are not the same as what I am now. Exactly. It's just like, it's it's all a f- like... It's perspective as well in your life and what you perceive things as. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I'm still figuring out one and three. I got number two down. I'm in the same boat as you, man. So I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So but uh let's see what we got here. Growth is long term and sh- not a short term endeavor. Yes. Always working. We were talking about that. Yeah, we've we pretty much touched on everything that needs to be touched on. Never stop growing, never stop learning, and always continue to get better. Be who you are. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. That's the uh, actually what this podcast should be named. Should I should I name it? Don't be a dick. Be who you are. Don't be a dick. See, like if I just said don't be a dick, it would be yeah, that would be, be kind of like telling people what to do. But telling <laughs> but saying be who you are. You know, don't yeah. don't be a dick. Or Tim McGraw, be humble and kind. Yeah, be humble and kind. Yeah, it's like. It's weird. Like when you're in a good mood or when you say something nice or like have a good attitude, it's weird how how much more positively oh, everybody I hundred percent agree. Yeah. Hundred percent agree. It's like you're a different person. Yeah, mindset. Like I know I feel different after I drink my morning coffee when I'm driving. I think I I, I honestly need my morning coffee to work because one, it's an hour to work. And then two, it gives me a little bit, of, little bit of a boost, and it lets me like it. The caffeine opens up my my brain, and lets me kind of like. I don't know. It makes me happy, and it makes me like want to go to work. Yeah, you know I mean, it gives you that jolt to get you to work because you're already on your way to work. It's gonna happen. <laughs> when you get there, you're not gonna There's be. There's no miserable. turning back. Yeah, now. it's like it's either that or you get fired or laid off. <laughs> No, it's like you get excited to go to work because then it shows amongst your coworkers. Like, well, I know when I show up to work every Monday, I send out a Monday a Monday email for the whole week. I'm like, hey, y'all, you know, we're going to have a great week, good week to have a good week, you know, stuff like that. And it goes a long way because they eat it up. Yeah. And I'm the youngest guy in my office, so it's just like, oh, we like this guy's enthusiasm. And then it boosts the morale. Yeah, that's It's just that's how corny I am. I mean, I'm that yeah, corny no, guy. I, like, I know what you're saying. You know, like, spread smiles. Yeah, exactly. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I'm I'm really just not the social butterfly you are, but I'm starting to get better at, you know, having that, you know, positive attitude and being more outgoing in in that sense, in that sense. The thing is, you're so you're so easy to get along with. Yeah. So me being a social butterfly it just makes it so much easier for me to talk to you right because i because what i do pretty well is usually like i see where someone's coming from 
and I totally understand that and can understand someone else's point of view. Exactly. Also, you have your own views, which makes you right. admirable. Right. So I stick to my views, but I, 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 you I know. see yours. Yeah, yeah exactly. you see both sides. Right. Exactly. And that's yeah. that's a good, very good trait. And yeah. That's someone that like that's why we're yeah. still friends. Yeah. You know, like we haven't seen each other in a while, but like we're chilling, talking, yeah, it feels shooting like the yesterday. shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's that's a you know it's good to maintain that you know like the the connections you made all that stuff, yeah. but uh, yeah I mean we got a lot yeah and just to really to sum everything up is uh, to find real life experiences you have to try many avenues see I'm reading off a piece of paper but <laughs> and experience some failures along the way it's a lesson that no one wants to do, take on but it's one that teaches you the most. And I definitely have learned this lesson throughout my life. Yeah. I mean, you got, like, you can't learn something until you've made a mistake. A lot of people try to teach, like, the best teacher is experience. So you got to just, like, embrace it, go for it, not worry about making mistakes because those are the ones you, like, learn from the most. And in that moment, you're going to be like, oh, this is terrible, but maybe two years three years from then you're gonna be like all right well i'm not gonna make that mistake again like it's not gonna happen to me yeah i think but it's bound to happen i mean it might happen like history does repeat itself so if that situation is just keep it in the back of your mind yeah a lot of people try to spread wisdom and and be like don't do this don't do that that's again telling somebody yeah you don't do that right you 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 can be like, I I have learned this from this, but don't be like, you shouldn't do this because maybe when they do it, something else will happen. You know, everyone's like, life's different. Yeah, a lot of people live with regret on different things, and they want to, like, they don't want other people to experience that, so they so they try to get them to do something else. When people are gonna find their own way. You know, yeah, some way, somehow. But what I am glad is, is that I have found at this point in time something, you know, I've had the realization that I need to focus all my energy on what it is that I'm interested in or what it is that really motivates me and not be satisfied with just, eh, this is this is okay. My life is going just like coasting. I I know now that I don't want to accept that, and uh, I'm gonna make sure I just keep reinforcing in your head like I'm not gonna accept mediocre or or, or just like complacency. I I want to get to a point whether people perceive it as mediocre, but to me, I want to get to a point for myself that I'm really satisfied with what. I'm doing exactly. I agree. Yeah, it is. It's exactly like that. Well, if you don't have anything else to send the listeners off with, I appreciate you from coming on. Anything? Any last words? You already had a little sentence there, but yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I hope we inspire someone out there to be a good person, spread some smiles, spread some wisdom that you've experienced. Um, yeah, spread your uh, spread your positive. Yeah. Uh, vibe find something that makes you laugh yeah that's another important factor of happiness is enjoying a good laugh 
Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure, man. I, making fun of yourself is good, too. Yeah. I everybody make fun of myself all the time. Everybody appreciates that. Exactly. Like, if you can laugh at yourself and you can, you can dish out, but you can take it and you can, like, you're just a... You're having a good time. You're not. You're not like, you know, so hard and sensitive. Exactly, exactly. You know, you're just like chilling. I mean, know? that was me earlier in my life too. Like, I I thought I was in, especially in high school and a couple of years in college, where I was just like, I thought I was the funny guy, but I couldn't really take it. But then through life and through college and through experience and seeing actually how other people reacted and how like I'd rather hang out with somebody who makes fun of themselves opposed to someone who just makes fun of other people. Yeah, I mean, I tease my girlfriend all the time. Don't get me wrong, but when she does it, I laugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I don't exactly. take it. I don't take it to heart because it's just good. It's good fun. Exactly. But again, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully we'll uh, you know see what you're up to later down the road. All right, awesome, man. Take <laughs> care. All right, Matt. So, do you have any? like promotions or something you want to talk about um that's going on with you interests passions anything like that yeah funny story it's just um since working at a landscape architect uh, company i mean i've been inspired by the work that they do and what the work they have done and the transformations that they've done over the years and um i started an instagram page um hashtag lifestyles okay at lifestyles and uh what I'm trying to promote out there is... How do you spell that? It's L-Y-F-E underscore S-T-Y-L-Z. Okay. Lifestyles. Got so it. So, like, kind of ghetto because all the good names were taken. I got you. I got you. Right. So, what I'm trying to promote is, like like I said earlier in the podcast, is my life goal is to have a lake house. Yeah. And the design of the backyard is going to be unique because um, I'm a unique person. I like unique things. I like different things. I like going the different direction so what i'm trying to promote is i'm showing you backyards and houses that are magnificent and they're large and they're beautiful and what i'm trying to get my point across is i want you to work just as hard as these people to get what you want in the house that you want in the landscape that you want and the way it looks the way you want right so that's what i'm really trying to promote is um bettering yourself and working hard to get to the goals that you that you decide to go for. cool so you just post like inspirational uh landscapes exactly inspirational landscapes not only that and like properties that i work on okay i haven't posted in a while um i have two phones i have a work phone and my personal phone but uh i take a lot of my pictures on my work phone that i'm just too lazy to transfer over to my real phone but uh it's an up-and-coming thing um interesting yeah so check it out lifestyles nice do we want to mention the other part, uh, the talking about change or no, just like talking about how change it's like, it's everybody's changing. What I was when I was in high, did, uh, yeah, are, we already did. Yeah. What was the one we talked about off air? Girls. No, we talked about like when you go from what you think right now is the end of the world. It oh, like yeah. how you brought the, the, the point up. Yeah. Yeah, probably, probably. All right. Thank you.
All right, guys, that was the interview with Mac and Sigley. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We got to talk about a lot of different cool things. And one thing I noticed was that it's really relatable. You know, a lot of these things we mentioned, um, it's stuff that everybody's thinking, you know, um, but, and it, and it seems repetitive to uh, talk about it, but it's definitely useful to have that reminder. So, um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. There were a lot of interesting topics that just came up, you know, um, but one thing that I definitely took away from this episode was the, the emphasis on maintaining a positive attitude and having that be a, a focus and especially early on in the day try to have that positive mentality and try to smile and, and get a smile out of somebody else it really goes a long way and, and and it becomes part of who you are and that's something that a lot of people can uh agree that it's it's something a good attribute in a person someone who's has that positive attitude um, it's contagious and and people just are, are gravitated towards that so just taking the time to think about that having that positive attitude um, is really important and then I guess just be who you are like uh, we were saying in the podcast you know um, and if if that changes then you don't you don't have to be faithful to a prior self or or who you were back then. Just be who you are now. Like people change, and um, you have to go with the flow and and really um, embrace the different things you're thinking about, the experiences you have, and 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 work with those. So um, I really enjoyed the conversation. I I thank uh, Matt for coming on the show, and. Um, that's our show everyone so definitely send feedback let me know what you thought and subscribe on itunes and all that and definitely check out matt's uh, instagram page and i'll have his information on the website www.theinspirewire.org so check that out as well thanks everyone and i'll see you guys next time